This is Northland Outdoors Radio. Northland Outdoors Radio continues. I'm Brett T-Bone Amundsen. Thanks for tuning in. Continuing our conversation with Jason Mitchell, recent inductee into the North Dakota Fishing Hall of Fame, talking about getting out and finding out what the appeal is to go fish saltwater. When you think about the types of trips that you've gone on and the places you've, you've the areas you fish, the species you fish for, when somebody asks you about the trips, what's one of the trips, one of the fish that you went after? What's a memory that stands out for you? Boy, there's a lot of them. You know, uh, when I first discovered saltwater fishing, that was an eye-opener. I thought, boy, if I would have discovered this when I was 17 years old, my life might have been a whole different really? life course. I you mean, know, it's funny, yeah, that, I mean, funny that you bring that up because I literally was thinking that today. Greg Kaiser, on, and uh, he's down in Florida right now at ICAST, and he got to do some saltwater fishing. And I was going to ask him, what's the big deal about saltwater fishing? Nothing has really gotten me real excited about wanting to go do it. Yeah, well, I tell you, once you do it, it's just, it's just mind-boggling. You know, there's just so many fish in the ocean first off, and there's always a bigger fish eating a, you know, a, even a bigger, uh, I mean, a, whatever you reel in, there's a fish that can eat it, you know, and uh, everything fights so hard, and the water is so clear, it's like fishing in a big aquarium. I mean, there's not much, there's, you know, there's really not much not to like. I mean, it's just, uh, just incredible, you know, uh, you look at like, you know, whether it's tarpon or sharks or grouper or whatever it is, I mean, they all fight so incredibly hard. You know, you think like a muskie or a steelhead or a king salmon. I mean, they all have horsepower, but nothing really compares to the horsepower that a saltwater fish has. And it's just, you know, they'll they'll actually physically beat you. And so that's a pretty neat experience. But, you know, there's so many neat things. I mean, you don't have to go all the way to the ocean to, to, to experience some incredible opportunities. And probably the most memorable for me are this, uh, maybe some of the opportunities are extremely humbling where you, know, you grew up doing something a certain way and you, you have a, your comfort zone. And sooner or later, especially with television, you get pushed outside of your comfort zone a lot. You know, I, I can remember, you know, being out in like Ozark reservoirs, for example, flipping docks with people that have done that their whole lives. And you think you're a good fisherman, but then you, you end up in a different situation. Where like, wow, I'm not, people are wondering how I ever got my own TV show. You know, I mean, you know, or, or fly fishing, you know, heavy streamers, you know, and you're with people that do it all the time, you know. And so, you know, you get outside your comfort zone and, uh, you know, that can be really humiliating but and humbling. But at the same time, talk about opening up your eyes and maybe, you know, for, and I always try to force myself to do the things that I know I'm not good at, or I know that I don't have any experience with, sure. because I, I know at the end of the day, after I swallow the crow, I'm way better for it. You know, I can go back to the same point for the rest of my life with a bottom bouncer and spinner and never leave that comfort zone. But what am I really gaining? You know? And so I always try to push myself that way. Talking with Jason Mitchell here on Northland Outdoors uh, Radio. Where would you like to go that you haven't gone fishing yet? Boy, you know, there's a, there's a few things. Uh, you know, I'd really like to fish with those big Arctic char. You know, that to me, they just look so beautiful. Or even some of those big brook trout that get out east. Uh, boy, you know, there's been so many things. I still love big pike. You know, whenever there's an opportunity to target fish over 45 inches, I mean, that that gets me excited. Uh, you know, big steelhead are, are a beautiful critter. Uh, boy, you know. It, there's just so many fish and so little time. I just hope I can keep <laughs> yeah. pounding away at it, you know. But, you know, I don't know if anything really, you know, I've been able to do so much, too, that I really have to consider myself so blessed and fortunate that, uh, you know, there's some things I haven't done, but uh, there's a lot of things that I have done and been able to say that I've done. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing, I guess. So. 
let's talk about fishing right now. We're in mid-July. We've had warm weather. We've had thunderstorms. Should people just put the rods away until September? Well, <laughs> no. I mean, a lot of people do. It's amazing how after the 4th of July, the pressure typically drops off on a lot of bodies of water. And then during the fall, you know, some of the best fishing of the year and people, you know, there's even fewer people shotguns out fishing, out. you know, yeah, so... Right. Yeah, so it always amazes me how the how the people just drop off after the 4th of July. But, no, it's really some of the easiest, best fishing of the year during the summer. You know, the water's warm. Uh, the thunderstorms don't, the fronts don't have as big of an effect. Uh, you know, we're catching a lot of fish on Devil's Lake. We've been working on a lot of wind this summer, you know, which uh, has created some challenges. But, uh, you know, like where we're at on Devil's Lake, if you were to pull, up, say, a bottom bouncer and spinner or a crankbait on that outside edge of the weed bed, you're from 7, 12 feet of water. You know, there's a lot of places where you can catch fish right now. And, um, you know, the fish have some spunk to them. I mean, the, you know, I can't tell you how many times, even this last week, 10 days, where just a violent strike on the rod holder, say, pulling cranks and thinking for sure it's got to be a northern pike and nope, 24-inch walleye. You know, he doesn't know he's a walleye. He's acting like a smallmouth, you know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just they, they just fight so hard, too. So that to me, that makes it a lot of fun. Can you catch can you catch those walleyes right after a big storm rolls through, or do you got to give them a little time to settle down? You know, every day is different. I mean, there's days where I've gone out in the morning and I think, boy, it's going to be slow today. You know, this front's going to mess them up, and they're they're biting like crazy. And then there's other days where you go right back where you caught them the day before, and boy, what happened to these fish? Then you pop back in there at noon or one in the afternoon, and there they are biting again. And so. You know, every day is a little different. I, I wish it made more sense than it does in the real world, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, you just have to put in your time and try to make good decisions through the day so you can land on those fish. You know, a lot of times, if I if I know, like, a milk run of good spots, I'll just keep checking them, and sooner or later, they'll go somewhere. You know, it's just a matter of trying to keep your line in front of fish, you know, fishing good spots through, you know, and using your clock, using your watch to slow down the day. You know, just you spend a certain amount of time in each spot, and then just keep rotating and realizing that it might be a time of the day deal where you know the morning might just for whatever reason those fish might be off which happens a lot in our dakota lakes and these prairie lakes you know the mornings for whatever reason can be slow and then middle of the day afternoon and these fish get going and so just because you've missed where you didn't catch fish in the morning in a particular spot don't be afraid to go back there later on in the day because a lot of times those fish will be in there so I've heard of big pike on Devil's Lake. Uh, they certainly don't get the headlines like walleye and perch do up there, with the, with the exception of that 51-and-a-half-inch that was caught in April. That guy caught it on fly gear. That's the next goal I want to tackle, Jason. Big fish on fly gear. I actually just spent a, a week in Saskatchewan where I've caught a bunch of pike over 40 inches, actually, on a fly on a spinning rod. But I want to move. I want to do it on a fly rod. Have you, have you spent much time fly fishing? A little bit. I can't say that I'm great at it. I just, I know I enjoy, I love doing it. And uh, I've had the opportunity to fly fish for pike, for bass. I've even fly fished for bluegills. I've uh, fly fished, you know, both still water and moving water for trout. And um, it's a tremendous way to catch a fish. I guess a good analogy or a good comparison is like comparing rifle hunting to archery hunting. You know, everything about fly fishing is just a little bit tougher. You know, the fish have an easier time beating you, but at the same time, it's a very natural presentation. Like, you know, up north on some of that pike water, you know, early in the year after a big front comes through, a, a big leech or a, or a, a bunny tail streamer will actually outfish soft plastics and a lot of hard baits. You know, it's just something so subtle and natural and realistic about a fly or a streamer that, uh, you know, a lot of fish, they just can't, they just can't ignore it, you know. And so it's a very effective way to fish at times, but uh, it's, 
and it's challenging enough where when you do catch a big fish on a fly rod, you really feel like you did something, you sure. know, and it's a neat way to fish. Well, I'm looking forward to trying it. Uh, Jason Mitchell, congrats on the induction to the North Dakota Fishing Hall of Fame. Uh, if somebody wants to do uh, get on a guided trip on a Devil's Lake, that's something you can still help them out with, right? Absolutely. Yep, we're still running the guide service. We've got, I mean, we've got a phenomenal team of guides, you know, that work together, you know, and, and uh, I'm really proud of the staff of guides that we've got. They work hard, you know, they're personable, they're, they, they stay on fish through the summer, and, uh, yeah, I mean, you can contact Woodland Resort or, or the guide service, you know, fishdevilslake.net is our uh, domain name on the web, and then uh, our phone number is 701-662-6560 if you just want to call our office line to uh, see what we have our openings and reservations, so. Jason Mitchell, good luck. Uh, good luck deer hunting <laughs> this fall. <laughs> and uh, thanks for being on Northland Outdoors Radio. Hey, thanks so much for having me on. All right. Also, my thanks to Greg Kaiser and Brian Peterson from the Northland Outdoors staff. See more of Greg's trip to ICAST in Florida at northlandoutdoors.com. While you're there, you can listen to podcasts of this radio show here or past episodes of Northland Outdoors TV. Ladies and gentlemen, that's right. Week three of Northland Outdoors TV airing this week, Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. on Fox Sports North or across North Dakota. Uh, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain Time. Uh, Check your local local listings get all the information at northlandoutdoors.com this week we traveled out to western minnesota around lac parl uh, so my friends listening down in montevideo you can see us hunting in your backyard as we chase some canada geese at the watson hunting camp we also go up to uh, central minnesota to the uh, cuyuna recreation the state recreation area there for the new mountain bike trails and we visit the little falls uh, minnesota fishing museum so uh, if you're listening in st cloud right now on KSI, you know all about the fishing museum in little falls if you haven't been there before you want a tour watch northland outdoors tv this weekend i'm brett t-bone amundsen thank you for listening make sure you take some time to spend some time in the northland this week if you missed last week's northland outdoors radio show what is wrong with you here's what you missed no Launching our TV show in this week, of course, our 200th radio show. Brian, you decided to celebrate so hard you got injured. Well, I didn't get injured by <laughs> celebrating. <laughs> it was kind of anti-celebrating. What uh, what happened, man? What? Uh, my dog and another dog got into it, and I pulled them apart or tried to, and the other dog latched onto my hand, and here Yikes. we are. Here we are with me on a big band. Ten stitches. Hand. 10 stitches later. So yeah. you you go home for the first time in eight years for lunch. Well, two years. First time I've been able to go because I usually live in faraway lands from, from the office. Uh, so I've, I've moved closer to uh, to work. So I went home for lunch and uh, paid dearly for it. Just move into a new place and uh, you're, the neighbor is bringing the dog out to welcome you to the neighborhood and decides uh, 10 fingers is just one too many. Yeah. <laughs> How's typing going, by the way? Typing is not good. So if, you, if all of our readers out there on the website, bear with me. Hunt and pack. Takes you a few few minutes to type one word yeah, now, it's one not pretty. finger at a time. It's, it's not good. Well, I, I'm glad you're all right. You actually had to go to the emergency room, right, or the hospital yeah, or yester- something? Yesterday over lunch, I spent lunch. Uh, I did wolf down a sandwich beforehand. And then uh, is wolf the right word to be yeah, using? Right. Yeah, that, <laughs> beforehand. Yeah, <laughs> Hear last week's show in its entirety on the radio page at northlandoutdoors.com. Northland Outdoors Radio is a division of Forum Communications Company and broadcasts across the Northland on the Northland Outdoors Radio Network. 
If you have a story that we should talk about, let us know at northlandoutdoors.com.